Hey everyone, welcome to today's show. I'm your host, Kenny Scott, and today I am thrilled to be talking with an eminent figure in cybersecurity, Deborah Baker. Hello. She has over two decades of experience in the field, holds prestigious awards, and plays instrumental roles in cybersecurity organizations. Deborah, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so glad that you've invited me. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. So uh, to start off, Deborah, I'm curious about the early days. You began your tech journey as a communications specialist in the U.S. Air Force. That's so, right. Yeah. yeah. What inspired I, you to transition yeah. into cybersecurity? Tell me about that. Yeah. It is. Yeah, this is good old, old, old days. But um, so I did some programming when I was in high school, like basic, like really. And this was in the 80s. I mean, way back there. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I knew computers were the up and coming thing. And I was like, this just isn't for me. I can't do this programming. I felt like I was thinking inside out. And I ended up I went and I got a business degree in finance okay. and the economy was tanking. It was Great. like in the early 1990s. Perfect timing. And yeah, I, had, I mean, I was like a bank teller. I was like, okay, you know, what do I want to do with my life? And my brother was in the Navy and he kind of, he really talked me into going in the Air Force. He's like, hey, you can work on your master's. It'll be really great. And they give you this test to take, and they were like, "You be good in computers." <laughs> like, <what>? <laughs> okay, <Perfect>. so <laughs> so and and I started out working in a skiff, and I had a top secret clearance. That's how I started. And then they were moving, and they were moving everything, doing the networking, basically, you know, from mainframes to networking. And I got to work on those with that. We were like building the, you know, actually doing the vampire taps and stuff. That's so old. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> man. Pulling the cables and, and then they're like, you're the TCP IP person. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, but it was great. I mean, the training, they were just building out their, their program there. Like for networking, I learned Unix, um, you know, pen testing. And so just, I mean, back then security was like, you have a firewall. Oh, we have mm -hmm. a firewall, we're secure now. So, um, you know, it was just totally different, but that gave me the training and the opportunity that when I came out of the Air Force, IBM, they like hired me right away. And which was amazing. And again, you don't have to have that perfect degree. I was in there with all these, you know, computer science grads, and I was right in there doing the work, and and um, I was a DNS administrator. But we okay. we also were. I was on a networking team where we got visibility into the other areas and everything. You know, we had like little in our department. We had like a little firewall team and um, bridge team and cabling team, and you know, so you kind of got the whole breadth. <laughs> And yeah. It, yeah, the way I got into cybersecurity, it was one of those, it was another, 
a friend at IBM was like, let's go to this job fair. And I'm like, okay. Hmm. I mean, I was so excited. I was at IBM. I was like, I'm going to be here for 20 years, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I said, okay, well let's, I'll go and see. We were, everybody was trying to decide what certification that they needed. Microsoft mm -hmm. had their big one. And we were trying, you know, everybody, we were all trying to figure out, you know, what should we get? Should we get the Microsoft one? And this company, Interest Technologies, which is a PKI development company, they saw my resume, freaked out, and like offered me a job on the spot. And they were like, we're gonna, you know, you're gonna live in Ottawa for three months. We're gonna do this um, deep dive into encryption and security. <laughs> And then you're going to go out and do the installations and work with the customers, you know, on the deployments and everything of the PKI. And so mm -hmm. that's how, and so this was like 98. So that's how I got into security, like early on at that point. And I've okay. just been in some sort of um, security or compliance, something like that. Right. Ever since. So, but okay. I love it. It's challenging always changes you know so i think if you you know like a challenge you don't want to have to be doing that same thing every day um i i do think it's a you know great career for people like that uh, so yeah 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 so from military to tech giants ibm mm -hmm. and tech you worked at cisco for a while yeah i worked and, at cisco too in yeah. compliance yeah yeah, yeah. One of the things that, that was interesting, I was uh, just reviewing uh, your history. Uh, you're the director of InfoSec at Red Seal. And so yes. you were able to achieve SOC 2 compliance for that SaaS product pretty quick, mm -hmm. like within six months. And yeah. so yes. I want you to talk about your approach and how did you manage to accomplish that so swiftly? Well, and and this is this is something for people that are interested in becoming a CISO, because yeah. I I started off there. I was a technical program manager, and most of my career I was like an engineer. Okay. And what I did, they, they told they knew I had a compliance background, so someone there was like, she's going to be the compliance person. Any compliance questions go to her because it's a it's a startup, and, and so I was like, okay, sure. And so after I'd been there for about a year and a half, two years, and I, I was, I had been sought after to be a CISO, but it never quite worked out. And mm. so it was kind of in the back of my mind, you know, that, that I wanted to be a CISO. And what I did is I offered, I, the person that was over the um, compliance, like certifications, had left and they were looking to yep. hire somebody and I said, Hey, you know what? I can help you guys with that. I've got 15 years in common criteria mm -hmm. and you know, I can help you with that. And then they're like, Oh, by the way, we need to get SOC too. <laughs> and in the next, you know, six months and can you manage that? And I said, sure. Yeah, no problem. And just, I did it just based on the compliance experience that I had. I knew mm -hmm. that I could learn it quickly and pick it up and everything. And right. so I, um, what I ended up doing is transitioning into the CISO role. 
And it was kind of, it was one of those things, it was kind of funny. It's kind of a funny story because they had a VCSO. And as I was, you know, I was pulling all the, getting the policies and procedures and doing everything that, you know, I needed to do for the SOC 2, I started interviewing auditors. And mm-hmm. what happened is the VC so found out because I was like, okay, we're supposed to get this January of, you know, whatever it was, 2021 or whatever it was. Sure. And so that was my, I was like, okay, we're doing it, you know? And mm-hmm. he just quit. When he found out that I was interviewing auditors, he quit. So I said, this is when I made my move. I said, look, you can hire me. I can be the CISO. I can do this job. Mm-hmm. Look, I've been doing this. I'm getting us ready. And so that's yeah. how it all, you know, it took a couple months and everything, but that's how I ended up getting that role, which was, which was pretty awesome. And it. it all, just, it all came together where, um, I, I had, I was doing spreadsheets, which is like really, you know, onerous, but I did it. Mm-hmm. And Ugh. I said, yep. hey, can we have some kind of a GUI or something to help us? You know, because this is just so I don't want to have to keep up with this in spreadsheets. Right. And 30 days before the audit, they got me a product and mm-hmm. which which was great. And I was able to assign out, you know, the different evidence and I could see if it's in there and things like that. But it was still very manual in how mm-hmm. the person had to upload the evidence and things like that. Yep. But it kind of like I pulled it all together just and then we we passed, which was amazing. Yep. And and yeah. and and it was great. I got a really great auditor. I talked to, you know, of course I interviewed some different auditors, but um somebody in the Utah area. Oh that cool. Yeah, that was really great. And um I'll have to get yeah. I'll have to get that from you. I'm here in Utah. Yeah, actually. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll give you their information because they yeah. were amazing. So great. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so um, yeah, a couple questions. So you mentioned the tool. I like how you said uh, a lot of times in my experience, people are just looking for a tool to just say, hey, do security for me. And a lot of times, instead of actually thinking about the strategy Mm -hmm. around implementing a good risk management strategy, instead of thinking about it, they'll just abdicate it and say, hey, you do it for us. And um, what I'm hearing from you is that, yes, you used a tool, which some people use as like, hey, just let the tool do security for us and we can automate Mm -hmm. security. It sounds like it's a little different, right? You can't possibly do that. You can't just abdicate security. Tell us a little bit about that. I I, kind of want to dive deep there. Yeah, I, well, for one thing with SOC 2, and I know you're FedRAMP, you know, expert and come from that Soc side. Yep. I've done, yeah. I've done everything. SOC 2, PCI, everything. Yeah. FedRAMP, all okay, of it for so years, like, for about 16 years. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. like, cause like FedRAMP is you do this and you better do this. 
and blah, blah, blah. You know, you you can't just say, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to pick this control. (laughs) So the difference with SOC 2 is it's customizable. Now, there are basic, you know, I I got really Mm -hmm. excited because I'm like, okay, I don't have to do all, and I'm just, you know, 300, let's say, controls. I can do 95 controls. Now, there's like basic ones they're going to want to see. You know, you mm-hmm. can't just... Like, what are some of those, right? That... Um, well, like, they're going to want to see, like, multi-factor authentication. They really sure. ideally. I mean, you could probably kind of, if you didn't have it, but you really need it. Table stakes. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, sure. you've got to have your policies, um, you know, good set of policies. They're not going to let you, you know, get away with that. You've got some sort of, you can say, well, I'm, I'm not going to have this specific one. But um, in general, they want a good set of policies. So, like, yeah, the basic security you're gonna have you're gonna have to meet. You're gonna you know you're gonna have to have a firewall. You're gonna you know things like this. Uh huh. Um, you know you're gonna have to have an antivirus. You're gonna have to have an asset inventory that nobody sure. really wants to have, but they need it. It's like yeah. the number one thing for NIST, and it's like what asset inventory? What's <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah. So, How can you secure so, what you don't know about? Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. I don't know very many companies that are of any consequence that are really good at this, honestly. Because it gets so, so hard. And again, people go like, oh, just it's automated. It's all in here. And, you know, it's just when you when you have an auditor look at it, they always find things. So it's just really a, you know, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on that at some point. Probably too technical for our our listeners, but that's so (laughs) I mean, we could. I mean, who cares? We, But yeah, yeah. So you. You okay? So you mentioned FedRAMP. You recently conducted a training for LinkedIn yes, on FedRAMP. I yes. want you to share about that experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I am. Um, yep. Yeah, I they did not have a FedRAMP class, and they asked me, you know, what did I want to do? And at the time, I was working for Thirty Eight North Security, which I, oh, I worked with them for a love little while. Those guys, I've, 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 I've. <laughs> I've run into them at clients. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. awesome. Awesome team. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll do FedRAMP. I can do like an overview. They didn't want me to do like a super deep dive, but it is a good overview. Like if you've got FedRAMP, you know, you and you need to learn about it. It's definitely, you know, good starting point for you. Okay. And um, yeah, great in class. It was, you would not believe it's one, they said it has to be one hour, can't be more than one hour. And it, you wouldn't believe how much information you're gonna get in these little three to five. That's the other thing, like yeah. each little segment, like can't be more than like five minutes. Mm-hmm. And, but they are, you know, you've got the best people, the best graphics, the best, sound booth everything you know it felt like even i even had a green room okay yeah hey <laughs> like, yeah, cool it was pretty amazing so that, that, yeah. that does sound interesting so yeah. all right so we all have our biases and experiences that shape mm-hmm. our views so in the spirit of asking someone what they love about their ex can you share what you like or even love about FedRAMP or based on your experience 
well, what I love about fan rank, well, I guess it's a high bar. I will say yeah. that it is definitely yeah. a high bar. So, you know, I mean, one of the things is that I thought, you know what, if you want to do the best security, look at FedRAMP and they have all the templates and everything for you. And yep. so if you want to take a look and say, what would be the best security for my cloud? Okay, let me look at FedRAMP and then Agreed. you could, yeah. So that's the thing that like really amazed me about it. Mm -hmm. is it is a high bar and it, it's important, you know, to have those security measures in place. Yeah. Um, probably one of the, the two hardest things are mobile device management and <laughs> not having local backups. You know, mm. you, you've got to control that. And, you know, you can't just have any USB going in. Th those, right. I think those are like the more advanced ones. It's really hard for companies to get their get a handle on. Totally. Um, yeah, and meet and FedRAMP. Yeah, like we, there's this whole like zero trust thing. And <laughs> with, you know, Rev5 coming out, uh, one of the emphasis emphases that or however I say emphasis like one it emphasizes um the the choke points in around the network kind of having a hard crunchy shell on the outside right to make sure that you know you're you're going to some sort of jump host or some sort of bastion host to make sure that that's the only way that you can get to the to the um important data and I mean it kind of breaks zero trust because zero trust is like you know, you start a relationship with somebody, but you have to check each other's phones like every like two minutes or so. But right. you know, with the, that's really, really hard, you know, to do to do those things. Right. And so yeah. I agree in terms of like the gold standard, you want to be basing that off of some sort of NIST framework. And so FedRAMP does a really good job. It's just mm -hmm. that the way that it's served up to people is overwhelming, I would say. You know, I don't know what your experience yeah. is, right? I would, I would say too, because people are just, yeah, because it's, it's a lot, a lot of controls, a lot of, um, new, you know, new lingo, all, all of that. So yeah, yeah it's definitely it, a lot. In, in my experience, I want, in my experience there, we get back to what are you actually doing? Do you have MFA in place? Mm-hmm. What are you doing for your network? What does it look like? You're not changing a ton. It's just the documentation, right? And and of course, yeah, some configurations that are definitely more stringent. And like you said, you have to do it. So I don't right, know. What, what have right. you seen like success with your clients right there? I Well, oh, I was going to say, and one of the big things is the continuous monitoring. Yeah. And that ended up like in the class, like I thought, oh, it's just going to be like this one little section. It just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I was telling them at LinkedIn, I said, this is probably going to be the most watched section because I yeah. really now that I really deep dived and what, what you needed to do. And I think oh. that scares people more than anything, because, OK, now you've done it, you've built it, you've set it up. Now we have to keep it and That's we have to right. report on it. 
And what is this, is this, you know, particular incident, is it important enough to, you know, tell my, you know, authorizing official and, you know, I, I really think that you need to have like a collaboration with them, you know, and have like a regular set call with them so that you wouldn't miss, you know what I mean? Like think, oh, that really wasn't that important, but they, they see it differently. And, um, yeah, I, I think that, um, making that a collaboration would basically make sure that you don't get out of compliance and everything. So, um, yeah, you have that, you've mentioned that, like you interviewed auditors and you partnered with them and you're, you're making Mm -hmm. sure that you're uh, aligning objectives because there are so many opportunities to mess it up. You know, auditors, we just talked about this in another podcast that hasn't come out yet, but we talked about having skin in the game and how it's so important to make sure you're aligning objectives with auditors, the the GRC folks that are actually mm-hmm. uh, making sure the controls are implemented. And it, it, first, of the, most importantly, the business, right? And making sure that, you know, we're, we're achieving the objectives of the business and making sure that, you know, we're doing it securely because we don't start companies to be secure, right? That's not why we You're exist, right. Yeah, that's right? yeah, that's the big thing, right? Is that you have to have a business. And so there can yeah. be this long list of things that you need to do, but it's like, okay, well we we, you know, and 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 if you had every single tool or whatever it still doesn't mean that there's not a risk it still doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you know something couldn't happen um right in, in a way so so yeah no you're so right you've got to you have a business so you're supporting the business and so you're going to have those trade-offs where you're going to have to say well you know we're not going to do that now or we're you know we'll do that later or how you know what you know what other mitigations or whatever do we have so yeah that's right you can have a death star with all sorts of stuff like protecting it but you might have a you know a few an open you know fusion reactor core right that's just so little but you know you just need one little x-wing and you know and then it's all yeah. over and then you you know it's yeah. like you know, <laughs> yeah somebody's playing a game and they tell the wrong person i don't yeah. know <laughs> Cool. All right. So, okay. Well, FedRAMP, FedRAMP is what it is. It's great. It's terrible. It's all the things, but you know, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so today, uh, Deborah, you, you serve as president of Trusted AI Solutions, which is the one mm-hmm. you kind yes. of mentioned earlier. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and you're, you're the virtual CISO at Trusted CISO. And so yes. you have these two roles and that's demanding. And you have kids. Mm-hmm. So is balance a thing for you or is that not? I I don't know. I'm not really balanced, but tell me. Like, yeah, do you do that? Oh, it, is, it is a balance. And well, just recently, actually, I started going to the gym, which I know I should have oh, been hey. going like the last 15 years. <laughs> yeah. But I realize now I'm like, oh, man, why wasn't I doing this? But I just, <laughs> yeah, really. Um, taking that time, taking a walk, you know, or going to the gym, 
Okay. Knowing when you're, because I am one of those people, and even there was some um, tests they had me take at Cisco, and it was so funny because it was like five minutes. Everybody on the team, were, we all kind of like freaked out because it got our personality so well. Mm. And one couple of things it told me was, is it said, I can get things done way faster than the average person. So I could get something done yeah. in like a half day that might take somebody two or three days. But on the other hand, I will work, 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 work until I'm like, like burned out. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. So it was like, you really, you know, it told me you really, you know, watch for these signs, really take this time to just get away when the, you know, and there are, because I mean, especially with all the things I'm doing, sometimes I am doing some stuff on the weekends, but there are weekends where I'm like, okay, you know what? Nope, I'm not going to be on the computer. I'm not going to, you know, and I try to be more um, sensitive to that because that is kind of my personality. You just push, 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 and then all of a sudden, you know. <laughs> Got it. I'm just, yeah, Good. overworked and burned out. So, so yeah, definitely need need that balance so yeah yeah you've you've played a significant part in laying the groundwork for many important initiatives so including co-founding the league of women in cybersecurity mm -hmm. and founding the yeah. johns hopkins university crypto knowledge base so talk mm -hmm. about these organizations mission and your role in them yeah so we started the league of women in cybersecurity this was years ago and it did it, we're, it's not still going now which i'm sad i'm okay. sad to say oh but we, okay. we we had it early on it was really it was great this woman um came up to me and wanted to start it and we worked together and we just we were blown away because um i was still at cisco and we we had like 100 people show up like the first totally and it yeah, it went for like a year or two and just with our, you know, schedules and stuff like that, it just kind of fell off. Um, but another initiative that I did start, and this was when I was at Cisco too, it was funded by Cisco, but is this um, cryptographic knowledge base. Okay. And we're still there. The, um, the professor basically moved to University of Texas now. Okay. And it's a nonprofit, but basically it, you can go to the website, it's cryptodoneright.org. And the whole thing is, is to have crypto information in easy to understand manner. And this is what you need to do. Because even in the cybersecurity field, there's very few people that really know like what algorithms and things like that, that you need to use. They might know, okay, I mean, you know, we're doing really good with TLS 1.2, for example. But they sure. got to know, okay, you need to disable TLS 1.0, you know, and below is an example because um, there's a hack where they could come in and if it was not disabled, then they, they could, the client could offer up 1.0 and it could negotiate down and you, your server could get hacked. So yeah. there's just, there's these little things about, you know, do I want CBC mode? Well, mm -hmm. you don't want CBC mode, but most people don't know that. So, so nope. that's what, the, what, yeah, the website is just like, whether you're a developer, cybersecurity, you could just go and check and say, oh, okay, this is what I need to do 
to configure my server. Oh, that's awesome. What's that site again? One more time. Yeah. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. It's cryptodoneright.org. Cool. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, I mean, we have like regular calls. It's open if somebody, you know, wants to be a part of it and like review pages or anything like that. We, yeah, yeah. That's how. And, um, yeah, it's just a good resource, resource for the community. So, yes. Well, yeah. that's awesome. I, that's awesome. Um, we, um, I have some experience. I remember, uh, uh, you know, TLS 1.0 is like legendary at some companies and some engagements because, you know, we'd be doing deals with uh, certain banks and they'd be like, yeah, like they wouldn't want to hear it. I'm like, why is TLS, why do you accept that? I'm like, well, the thing is, is that we take like analytics from like toasters and, you know, (laughs) things like that where it's like, so it's not really that important. Like we enable it, but you can configure 2.0 on your side, right? Or you can, yeah, (laughs) you know, but they're like, hey, we don't want you doing, we don't want you doing business with toasters. And I'm like, anyway, pretty funny. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> isn't that funny? Yeah. So you're recognized uh, globally, right? For your expertise, you got top 100 women in cybersecurity, named yeah. a distinguished subject matter expert in infosec. So, not just yeah. I know that it's got to feel nice to have recognition. So, what does that mean, you know, for other women in the space? How do you feel like we're doing? What do we need to do better in the cybersecurity world? Um, I, I know it, it's a, it's a hard one cause well, overall, you know, we've got this huge gap in, um, cybersecurity. So there's tons of opportunity. Right. And, but yeah, definitely for women, I know that they've been, they did a big study. It's, you know, probably been a couple of years now, but one of the things they said is don't, you know, open up the jobs to like, if you have a business degree, if you don't, you know, be like, oh, it has to be computer science or has to be, now it would be cybersecurity. You know, be open to those other, um, like business, you know, like I like I have other degrees. Mm-hmm. And just, I would just say, you know, training, um, Divert, you know, diversity, like when you're hiring, things like that, definitely um, be looking at, you know, not just your typical candidates and things like that. Yeah, I find the way I look at it. Um, so when I worked at Adobe, um, I asked, I talked to Sean Noon Orion, uh, who's the CEO there. Um, he said something really awesome. He said, um, cause Adobe is a great place to work and they, they do a lot. They, they focus a lot on championing, you know, underrepresented groups, especially like women. And I thought it's just a great place to work. And one of the things that he said is like, look, he said, he, you know, when you talk about like diversity or whatever, it's like your customer, you're selling to a very diverse customer base, especially in America and like wherever you are internationally, you're you're selling to a diverse customer base. And it's really important that we understand our customers. So that's, that's just the way that he looks at it. And so you're going to understand your customers better if you have people that are like your customers, right? And mm-hmm. so... 
I think uh, more and more as that demographic shifts, you know, more there's, you know, women are more educated when it comes down to it. Right. And so right. we definitely need to take heed to that and make those adjustments. So anyway, yeah. um, that's yeah. great, Deborah. Um, you're so you have credentials now. Uh, where do you see the state of cloud security currently? Where do you envision it, envision it you know, heading in the future? Um, well, yeah, so I've got the ISC squared CCSP, but essentially that's the same as like CSA, CCSK. Yeah. So, you know, when somebody asks me, I, you know, I tell them, I say, you know, you could just do the CSA, CCSK. Okay. And then, of course, if you know you're going to be working like with AWS or they've got tons of free training and I've, right. I've um, you know, posted that Google, all of them, you know, if you know which one or, you know, or you could just start with one, I guess, like AWS and then you could move and learn about Azure and then tons of tree of, you know, free training for you and you can get the certifications and things like that. And then the zero trust. I mean, yeah, that's, you know, I, <laughs> I, I would say look at FedRAM <laughs> and then that's like the next optimized level, you know, <laughs> it's funny because in a way, the way, you know, FedRAM kind of like lags. Um, I don't, I don't know in a way it's, it has trouble keeping up you know, with, with the changes, right? So supply chain risk is, is such an, such an issue, right? So we just had Taiwan semiconductor, uh, that got popped with ransomware. I think the, the impact was like one of the biggest asks ever, like 70 million. Um, so I don't really, I can't, rem I don't know where they are with that, but, um, mm -hmm. it was, it was a, a vendor right, that got popped, as is often the case. And so supply chain has been an issue more and more with the advent of cloud. Um, you know, everything's connected, you know, to the internet. Right, and so right. supply chain is an issue. And so that was updated in Rev5 with NIST th over three years ago. And so we just recently had, you know, the updates to FedRAMP Rev5. And so that's something that we've been focused on at Perimify, making that easy. And we're super excited about that, what we've got for our customers. But in a way, it kind of like lags. So it's really important that in rather than just taking, you know, standards and, you know, you think about it, right. like, hey, where is my right. data? What is my environment? So it doesn't matter, yeah, like you said, if you're in cloud or anywhere, it's where's the data? What are the yes. mechanisms that we have protecting the data changes to the right. environment? Are those authorized? It doesn't really change, yeah. right? So, mm -hmm. so I'm sure you've gleaned insights, not only from your experience ever, but also from the wisdom of others, you know, so are there any books in particular that have influenced you or help you on your journey in cyber, you know, uh, besides the orange book, it, maybe not even cyber. Yeah in your journey just generally as an entrepreneur and everything like that? Um, oh, I'm like, I know it's like my, I'm like, I'm going blank right now. Oh, that's okay. But yeah, yeah. um, of course the CISSP, which probably sounds silly, but, but actually. I read that one, the one, the Sean Harris I one, rest in peace. Yeah. 
Well, that's how I knew that I was like, I actually kind of like this. And, you know, when I was taking that over a decade ago, you know, I thought, yeah. you know, I thought, oh, I think that this is a pretty good space for me. I really like it. So I agree. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And, I think I think it is good. Yeah. Are you a fan of any franchises like uh, Star Wars, Star Trek, Lord of the Rings, Marvel? Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. Break, Breaking Bad, The Bachelor. Yeah. yeah all the Bachelor. <laughs> Sports <laughs> Center. <laughs> Breaking Bad, Star Wars. Oh my gosh, I saw Star Wars like so oh, many times okay, in the original. Yeah, like I mean, that was like that's before you know. I was like waiting out the theater. I was like, oh dude, kid. so yeah. cool. Yeah, for love me, it. I love Star Wars. <laughs> when it's good, it's really good, and yeah. when it's bad, it's still pretty uh, good. I love it. <laughs> it's yeah. so pretty good because there's no one that can replicate the sound of a lightsaber and, you know, yeah. just like the, you know, flying, you know, TIE fighter. It's just, it's all so cool, man. And yeah, so no, we, you're right. <laughs> we try to bring Star Wars into every conversation as possible. And yeah, I'll have to show you some trainings we're doing. I'll, I'll send them to you and give a look oh, before. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah well Deborah, this has been so fun thanks for taking the time to share your journey and perspectives we look forward to seeing what Thank new you. heights you'll reach in the next next in infosec yeah. and hope mm -hmm. we get to do this again yeah yeah thank you so much for having me all right so Deborah, okay. where can before we go where can yeah. your uh where can our listeners find how to connect with you yeah, so you can find me on LinkedIn. You can also find me trustedciso.com and trustedaisolutions.ai. That's that's our other company, so. Hey, all right. Well, thanks so much. All right, thank See you. Ya.